You are listening to a sermon from Mission Point St. John. We hope this message encourages a deeper connection between you and Jesus, our Savior. video it's not the we're about to finish up the video so you're getting uh, 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 the working uh, prototype shall we say of, of the of the video it's got a few tweaks to make so for those that are critical don't get too critical I'm reminded of my childhood playing around an old-fashioned water pump that we assumed was no longer of any use but I watched as my grandfather poured a little bit of water into the priming chamber of that old, rickety, seemingly worthless water pump. And then he began to pump that old handle. And within a few seconds, an abundance of water overflowed onto the hard, dry ground, bringing refreshing and renewing to us from what seemed like an unseen source. Just like the widow woman in 2 Kings chapter 4, who was desperately in need of a miracle, simply poured out her little drop of oil into that borrowed vessel, unknowingly priming the supernatural flow of God's miraculous power into her situation. We too endeavor to pour out our love. What may seem like one drop in the bucket becomes the prime that's needed to release the overflow of God's supernatural power and provision into the arid spiritual environment of this world, meeting the needs of those who were so desperately in need of His presence. Fiji and the Solomon Islands, both nations of beautiful landscapes and home to some of the most wonderful people in the world still need a supernatural overflow of God's Spirit. We felt the call of God to go, and we responded by pouring out our one drop, prayerfully and with the heart of worship, to prime the flow of God's Spirit, and with the help and faithful support of the North American Church. Through our faithful responses to God's call to give, we are beginning to see the overflow from that unseen source. Just like Moses, when he struck the rock with such an expectation and water burst forth, we too are seeing the flow of God's supernatural power and provision in a miraculous way. Overflow in our Bible schools. In the last four years, our enrollment has grown from 47 students in two campuses to a record enrollment of 155 students in six campuses with a seventh campus scheduled to open by the end of this coming year. With the continued development of the Bible school facilities to accommodate the incredible student body growth, God is flowing like never before. Overflow in evangelism. In the last several months, we have begun what I like to call micro-evangelism. As we go from village to village sharing the gospel in small crusades, throughout the interior of the main islands, as well as the outer islands in more remote areas. As a result of the overflow of God's Spirit, we have baptized more than a thousand in the name of Jesus Christ. 
and they are being filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Just as we continue to pour, like the widow in 2 Kings chapter 4, we believe that God will continue to use the prime that we provided together. The overflow of God's Spirit will continue to flow until every vessel in Fiji and the Solomon Islands has been filled. Amen. We believe that tonight, that one drop equals overflow. Amen. Amen. I often think uh, this was born out of my experience in watching that pump, that little pump, that just that little bit of water that would prime that pump, that old, like I said, rickety pump. And you would begin to see that water flow and flow and flow. And I remember as a child, as a young guy, being just amazed at where did all that water come from. I didn't see a lake. I didn't see a pond. I didn't see anything. But it's seemingly an unseen source. I'm thankful today for that unseen source. Amen. Because you know what? I'm not, I'm not kidding. It's, it's a lot about the prime. And over the last four years, I'm thankful for this church Amen. That has supported us from the very beginning of everything that we have done. And, and, and it, some may say, well, it doesn't seem like a lot. And, and, but you know what? Everybody working together creates that prime. And we have seen over the last four years the moving of the... We're, we're expecting right now next year to have a, a student body of 175 amen, or more amen, in the country of Fiji and the Solomon Islands. Amen. And that's in your Bible school. So guess what? That continues to grow and that continues to multiply. Amen. It's exciting seeing what God will do. As a matter of fact, one of those campuses was born out of a revival just a few weeks ago. We were on in the country or in Fiji on the island of Tavayuni. And now Tavayuni is called the island, uh, the garden island. It's off the north island. It's not a large island, very small and uh, the, we have a church there. We have two churches there, one uh, about 50 or 60, uh, maybe a little better than that, and then the other one's a little smaller. And we went over there for Pentecost Sunday because Sister Wicket had given me such a hard time about wanting to go to this island. And, uh, and it, it is a very unique island because my prophetic ministry operates very, very well in this island because it's where the dateline goes through. And so I can stand and prophesy here in today Take one step to my left and fulfill it in tomorrow. Amen. Because, uh, uh, because the dateline runs right through. They call it the island where the day begins. And so we were, we were there for Pentecost Sunday. And, and, and we had a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. And the Lord swept into that place. And 51 people were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost in that one service. Amen. Just those that were filled with the Holy Ghost almost doubled the amount of people, amen, in their church. And so the district superintendent, who's the pastor, called me and he said, Pastor, he said, I have a problem. And I said, well, what's the problem? He says, well, he said, of all those that got the Holy Ghost, they're wanting to go to Bible school now. And we have, we, we, and we have logistical problems because you can't just 
you know, take the bridge across. Like I see I have some islanders over here. Amen. That's that uh, I remember over there. And uh, they don't have that bridge uh, in Fiji. Even though it costs you an arm and a leg to get off that bridge, it, it, there's no bridges. And so you got to take a boat. And sometimes that boat will take hours. Sometimes that boat takes days. Sometimes that boat comes once a month. Sometimes the boat comes once a week. You fly. A lot of the islands we fly into, you fly in on Saturday and you can't fly out till the next Saturday. So you have to plan for a week. In the, in the, in the island of Levuka, the, the generator only runs for, for about four hours a day. So you have power four hours a day. And so, and so they couldn't get all the people that they had. That they had 25, amen, that wanted to go to Bible school in, that were come out of that revival. And so he said, can we start a campus here on Tavayuni? And I said, yes, sir. We'll go ahead and start a campus. So we have now have a campus in Tavayuni, amen, with 25 in the Bible school that were directly related coming out of that revival. Amen. It's amazing what God will do. Amen. This is just in the last two months that we were there. Amen. We went to our district conference. Just right two weeks after that, and God, and in the middle of that district conference on that final night, God filled 71 with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We were baptizing people. They were baptizing people into the, uh, into the morning hours. They, they bust them from the auditorium to our headquarters. And one of the girls that was at the auditorium, who was a security, said, I can't leave until uh, uh, everything is closed up. Would somebody wait for me? Because I, I don't want to go to bed tonight without getting baptized in Jesus' name. And so we said, we'll wait. I drove by the, the, uh, the headquarters at a little shortly right around midnight and they were still lined up baptizing people in Jesus name amen they bring them there they give them a bible study they teach them a little bit and then they baptize them amen in Jesus name amen I, I and they told me that she came a little after midnight and they were waiting for her they baptized her in Jesus name and she came up out of the tank speaking in other tongues as the spirit gives the utterance I'm here to tell you today that there's nothing to too big for my God. Amen. I was talking to our missions director just a, a little while ago, and he told me, he said, uh, just since I left, just I've only been gone since July 19th, and they have, in that period of time, have baptized over 200, I believe, just a little over 200 have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ just since July 19th. Amen. It is amazing when you begin to prime the pump of the supernatural. Amen. It's not a about how am I going to produce and how is it going to happen? Amen. How is this going to take place? All I knew is, God, I've got a little bit. I'm going to give what I've got. I'm going to recruit as many people to give as much as they can give. And we primed that pump together. It wasn't just me. It was this church. It was this district. It was all of those ones. And as we primed that supernatural pump in the solemn Fiji and the Solomon Islands, and we are so seeing, amen, a demonstration of that power in a mighty way. Amen. amen. And you know what? We had COVID just like everybody else. We had lockdowns just like everybody else. Amen. But what was amazing is when we came out in October, in October, uh, the end of October, mid to end of October, we started having services again. And as we, 
as we came out of that, and you know, and we all know, you guys all experienced all the same thing. I call it the COVID coma, amen, where everybody comes to church, but they're still in that coma. And, there's, and, and, as, they, and as they began to minister, I just prayed and said, God, we just got to have a move of the Holy Ghost. Amen, because this is, an, this is really, it's, I, I'm just a little slow sometimes, I guess. So for me, amen, I was in prayer, and we were locked in our house, couldn't leave our house, and we were, I was in prayer one day, and I, and I started, and I got talking in tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost, and I got dancing, and, uh, and you know, I, I was just rejoicing in my office area. I mean, I was having a great time. And God whispers in my ear, and he says, interesting, isn't it? And I said, what, Lord? He said, it's interesting, isn't it? I said, what? He said, when you can't get out, I can still get in. <laughs> he said, what are you so worried about? What are you so distraught about? When you can't get out, I can still get in. Amen. I, and I, and I, on Sunday, I taught this, and I, I feel to do it again. Amen. When, when Jesus came walking on the water to them, amen, I love the imagery of him walking on top of their problems. Amen. But what I love even more is just recently, amen, it was brought to my attention. When they couldn't get out of the storm, when they couldn't get back to where he was, Jesus showed up to where they were. Amen. Jesus showed up. I'll tell you what, there's nowhere, there's no situation there's nothing beyond God's control amen God can do anything amen, amen. just since the just since the, that October it just in my ministry not the whole country but just in my ministry amen there has it there has been less than uh, about five or six at the most services that we haven't had at least one person baptized and one person filled with the Holy Ghost in every single service after we came out of that COVID uh, restrictions and lockdowns. I'm here to tell you that there's nothing that God cannot do. Amen. We have seen a demonstration of the power of God. God has given us, oh, I'll tell you what, it's exciting. I, maybe i just leave my notes and just talk to you about this stuff. Amen. It's so exciting. We, 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 we couldn't have churches together like everybody else. So it's a little different over there. Amen. We, we just started, uh, got permission from the police, and we took all the speakers in the churches that we had and set them up in the middle of villages and pointed all the speakers out. And let me tell you, it was like you think rock concerts and all them are loud. You need to have a Fijian apostolic Pentecostal service. My first district conference that I was at, I had to take tissues and put them in my ears. I felt like those, uh, those older people back in, in the Miramichi when I was growing up. They'd stick them in there. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And, and it was so loud. And so they would set them up. They would set them up. And, uh, and, and they would have service. And they would blind. Now, you've got to understand, their houses aren't like North American houses. They're not insulated. If you have a door, you're one of the fortunate ones. A lot of them don't have doors, especially in the, in, in, in the village common areas. Amen. Their windows are not, uh, you know, double-paned and, and weather or whatever. They're louver windows. And uh, if there are windows, sometimes it's just a, a sheet covering. And so when they start having church, everybody in the whole village is having church. Yeah. Amen. And what was exciting, people started getting the Holy Ghost. 
Amen. They had people in their living rooms getting the Holy Ghost. There was people that had cancers that, that literally, one, one, one testimony I heard, a lady was, was praying, doing what they said on those speakers, and a cancer fell off her body, and it scared her so bad she had to call somebody because it just fell off. I'll tell you what, there's nothing too big for God. Hallelujah. We would, send our, we would send our missions teams two by two. And they would go down through the villages and walk in between the houses. And people would, would see them coming through. And, and they would call them over. And they would get them to pray for them on their porch and in their front yard. And people were getting the Holy Ghost. And people were getting healed. And we just started baptizing people. Amen. In the rivers and in the lakes and in the oceans. It was amazing seeing what God would do. And it's exciting, exciting. We, sometimes we don't do uh, door knocking anymore because it's, you know, because of the climate and culture and all that kind of stuff. Well, in Fiji, we have a very interesting door knocking techniques. God has, God, I just, this just came to me a little bit ago. We, we, we've been praying that God give us favor because we operate in a chiefly, in a chiefly system. So it's very uh, villages and chiefs, and, and, and what the chief says, it goes. It's, it's like the law. And, you know, there's no, if, if the chief says you can't come in the village, we've got villages that we're not allowed to go into because the chief is of another denomination, and he just said you can't come in. We had one of those, and God granted us favor, and the president of the country called the, the village and said, let those Pentecostals in. After we baptized 25 and a couple of his relatives got healed, the president called back and said, I didn't know you were going to do that. He said, man, he said, you need to go. And he said, I've sent my housekeeper to you. She's got the key to my house. He said, I want you to go in and pray over every room of my house. He said, because wherever, you, wherever I am, I want your God to be there with me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. There's nothing too big for God. Now, this other village that I started to tell you, he, the, the chief got, got baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. And so he went with the missions team. It's really amazing how your door knocking goes much better when the chief is with you. And he would knock on the door. He would knock on the door and say, these brethren are here to teach you and your family and, in, and your friends a Bible study. Enjoy it. Have a good evening. And he went to the next house, knocked on the door, said, these gentlemen are here. All, all about 20 of those guys, all of them were all over the village. When they finished teaching at the, at the first house, after they baptized some of the first house, the chief would take them down to the next house. They went through the entire village and taught the entire village of 400 plus people amen uh, 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 bible studies and god is moving miraculously in that village it's amazing god is just giving us favor with chiefs it's amazing because i have two or three churches that the pastors when i first went on my deputation they said how can we pray for Fiji and the Solomon Islands? How can we help you pray? Specifically, focused prayers. And I began to tell him, pray for the chiefs. Pray that God would give us favor with the chiefs and with the leadership of these areas. And, uh, and it was amazing because right from the very beginning, when I went into the country, uh, we thought our, my paperwork was right. And as I was in the air, 
My paperwork was wrong. And so the general secretary treasurer of the UPCI reached out and somehow the prime minister's office, we, a connection there. Amen. When I landed in Fiji and they weren't going to let me in, they said, just hand them this letter. And it was the craziest thing I ever saw. He said, they, they were, they were going to kick me out. They weren't letting me in the country. And I just took that letter out and laid it on the counter. And her face just went, Poof. She said, go ahead, sir. Amen. It was a letter from the prime minister saying, let the missionary in. <laughs> His paperwork's not ready. The, the, this is what the letter, I should have kept, a, I think I might have a copy of He said, his paperwork's not ready, but it will be ready in due time. Let him in. <laughs> I tell you what, that was the beginning. For a couple of years, there was, we, we, we kind of battled, and then the COVID. And then as we've come out of this season, I, I, I don't understand everything about COVID. I don't, I don't think God caused COVID, but I, but I do believe this. I believe that God, I believe that scripture that says all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So I believe that God can take it and take all the junk and all the hurt and all the pain and all the fear and all this stuff and turn it into something miraculous amen and we are seeing a mighty move of the spirit of God amen there's nothing that my God can't do hallelujah amen because once the pump is primed the only thing you got to do is keep pumping the pump hallelujah Amen. And that's what we desire to do as we come back from deputation. I said, Lord, the pump's already primed. The spirit is already moving. Amen. Lord, I'm just coming back for some resources so I can pump the pump like we've never pumped it before. Amen. I am believing God for a mighty, miraculous, supernatural move of the Holy Ghost like we've never seen it before. Amen. At our district, at our general conference this year will be 50 years, 50 years, a jubilee uh, year. Brother Bernard is going to be speaking at our general conference in Fiji this year. Amen. And I believe that that it's more than just a coincidence. I believe that there is going to be a jubilee spirit, not in rejoicing, but in release. Amen. Amen. That in the Jubilee year, all that were enslaved were released. All, all things that were taken were returned back. Amen. I am believing for God to do just that. Amen. In this next coming term, the pump is primed. Amen. God has set the timetable and we are already seeing the beginnings of what God can do. Amen. Our central district superintendent, brother Joseph Tui was uh, going to the uh, this was during the pandemic you know and you couldn't get into hospitals and the Lord spoke to him and said go to the ICU and pray for there was a gentleman in there from his village he didn't even know the gentleman but he was from his village and he was on life support and they had called the family and said he's not going to make it he, he's not going to live and the Lord spoke to him and he said go in and pray for that man. Well, he said, Lord, they're not going to let me into the hospital. You, nobody can get in the hospital. Amen. And, and, uh, and I believe, if I'm not wrong, Brother Tui, and if you know Brother Tui, you can understand this. He got to the hospital. He forgot his mask. And so he said, Lord, now I'm not only at the hospital, but I don't have my mask. They're not going to let me in. The Lord said, I told you to go pray for the man, and I see you. 
And so, in he goes. He said, I got to the front gate, Pastor. He, said, he was just crying as he told me this. He said, I got to the front gate. He said, and I, and, and I, and I was very awkward because I didn't want to get tackled or shot or anything like that. He said, so I was, because it's guarded by the military. And because uh, our police don't have weapons, but our military does, and, uh, and and so he got to the got to the got to where the, the the barricade was, and this and this gentleman looked up, saw him, waved at him, and said, "Praise the Lord, Pastor." He said, "Go on in." Brother Two, he said, "I never saw him before in my life." He said, "But I waved and said thank you and walked right in." He said, "I got to the ICU." He said, I got to the ICU, and he said, the nurse didn't look up, didn't look up from her sheet. She was looking down at her sheet, and, and like I always say, I, I'm married to an ICU nurse, and you don't want to mess with an ICU nurse. ICU nurses are mean. When she'd come home from work, and I wasn't feeling good, Brother Mark, she'd look at me and say, are you breathing on your own? And I'd say, Yes. And her response was, well, then take a Tylenol, you'll be fine. <laughs> hey, man, that's what you got to get. When you get sympathy from an ICU nurse, you got to be well along the path. And so she didn't even look up from her, from her tank. She just said, two minutes, two minutes. And, you know, so he went in. He said, I was, I was already a little nervous, he said, because... You know, I'm in the there. I don't got a mask. I'm, I'm praying. And so he said, I, I reached down and just prayed for the man. Nothing happened. And he said, I knew I wasted about 45 seconds to a minute on that one. I only had a minute left. And he said, so I got, I said, Lord, I'm going to pray again. He said, I took him by the hand. I closed my eyes. He said, I started praying again. He said, and all of a sudden, he said, I got the scare of my life. He grabbed me by the arm. He said, and pulled himself up by, by, by my hand holding his arm. And then, and then I, he said, I opened my eyes, and I was looking right at him, and his eyes were about this big. And he reached up with the other arm, and he starts pulling out that tube that was down his throat. And all of a sudden, the bells and the dinging and everything's going off. He said, and my Lord, he said, and the Holy Ghost just came in that place. He said, and I was, started rejoicing. He said, and when I did, he said, in the bed beside me, he said, the other guy sat up and he started pulling out his tube he said and then the guy beside him there was five of them in that ICU on life support that day and all five of them sat up when began pulling the tube out of their throat the nurse looked up from her thing when all the bells started going and said I don't know who you are but get out of here right now he said they were running and trying to get people taken care of. And he said, I just slipped out the door. But I got pictures the next morning of that man who he prayed for walking out of the ICU completely healed. We baptized him in Jesus' name. And God has filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you that there's nothing impossible for God. Hallelujah. 
Amen. That's why we stay faithful to the church. That's why we continue to give to the church. Amen. It's nothing compared to what God has. It's nothing compared. But what that does is it keeps the supernatural pump of the Holy Ghost prime. Amen. So we can stand here and say there's nothing that God can't do. Amen. That God can't do anything. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I just kind of feel good in the house of the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I've to, I tell these stories all the time, and I'll probably tell them a million more times before this deputation is over. But one of my favorite things that I did, I met, I met a, a wonderful lady in the, in the, who was the uh, ladies director in the church in Singatoka. And just a little while ago, or just, well, maybe a couple years ago, amen, she was in church one night. And she was uh, not feeling very well. And so she got up and she went to go home. And as she was going, we know now, as she was going home, she had a massive heart attack and died on the side of the path on the way to her house. And it was so amazing because in Fiji, you got to understand, we, we would dial... 911 you know the the husband went to find her you know apostolic church services they go a long time especially especially in the in the third world in Fiji I, I remember I went to one church and I preached and we had a good service and the pastor was mad at me after church and I couldn't figure out what he was mad at me for so we're having our dinner afterwards and he's looking at me and he's saying and I could tell he was irritated I said brother what's wrong and he said nothing I've been married long enough to know when they say nothing it means something, you know. And then, and then I said, no, there's something wrong. And he said, no, I'm fine. Well, then that just confirmed it. I knew that when the word fine comes out, then it's something. And so I, I pushed him a little bit. And he said, I said, well, just tell me, come on. And he said, well, Pastor, he said, I'm just a little disappointed. I said, well, what are you disappointed for? He said, well, you only preach 45 minutes. I said, well, what do you mean only preach 45 minutes? If I preach longer than that, my wife's going to start throwing stuff at me and tell me to get off the platform. He said, no. He said, you only come here once a year. I said, well, brother, how long do you think I should preach? He said, well, next time you won't be preaching less than two hours. I'll tell you that right now. (laughs) I love to tell that story when I start preaching. It makes people really nervous. But don't worry, when I walked in today, my, my wife reminded me, you're not in Fiji anymore, honey. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. But it's a, just, a, just a little different. And so they, they go on. And so it was coming into altar service, and the husband noticed she didn't come back. And so it was an hour and a half later. And so he said, I'm going to go find her, see, see she, how she's doing. So he left and walked the path. And on the way to his house, he found her on the side of the path. And she'd been dead for some time. Very cold, not to be graphic, but very cold, very obvious that there was no life in her. And so, like I said, they don't call 911 in, or it's 913, I think, in in Fiji. Uh, As a matter of fact, I called it one time when I had an elderly uh, minister uh, go down, and I called, I prayed. You know, that's what apostolics do. We we pray and then call 911. If you're not apostolic, you call 911, and then you uh, summon the prayer you got to get that right. Once the Holy Ghost is there, you got to pray and then call. You know. 
So I called. And I said, I need an ambulance. And they said, sorry, sir, we're busy. Call back later. <laughs> so, so needless to say, they don't call 911 very often. And, or 913 very often. And so, but they did what Fijians do. They go to church. And so him and his son, I believe it was him and his son, picked her up. And they carried her to church. And, and they don't have an altar like this. There was altar benches that sat across the, the front of the church. And they brought her in and they laid her down on the altar bench. Now, in our culture, we would all gather around and, you know, do our thing and pray for her. And, you know, in Jesus' name, do our thing. And, but there, they didn't even stop church. She laid there for about another 15 or 20 minutes while the worship service went on at the end of service. People just kept running, kept shouting, kept dancing, kept singing. You know what it was? It was an atmosphere. <laughs> you know what I loved? I, I, I thought about that for a long, long time. Why, why that was significant. And, and finally the Lord spoke to me and he said, as long as they were worshiping, there was no room for fear and doubt to enter in. And that pastor never come down off the platform. Now some would have probably said, I'm leaving the church. He didn't even come down and pray. But he didn't come down after 15, 20 minutes. Worship service going to finally after about 15 or 20 minutes. Pastor walks down off the platform, takes her by the hand, prays in Jesus' name and lifts her up. And she took a breath and sat up. And she's still the and she's still the ladies ministries director at the church in Singatoka today. Amen. I'm here to tell you there's nothing that God can't do. Amen. That's why that's why we stay in the will and the purpose and the plan of God. Amen. I use the illustration in my video and I uh, in in Second Kings chapter four where the lady with the with the sons that were being that were going to be taken into slavery because she couldn't pay her bills, went to the man of God. Aren't you glad that you have somewhere to go, amen, when things go wrong? Amen, I remember when I was a kid and they used to sing that song, I go to the rock of my salvation. I go to the stone that the builders rejected. Amen, I tell you what, I still go to that mountain. I still go to that refuge. Amen, when we go and into the presence of the Lord. I'm thankful that we have somewhere to go to. Amen. Amen. There's power in prayer. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And she went to that man of God. And he said, what do you got? And she said, all I have is a little pot of oil. I just got this pot of oil. And he said, you go and borrow every vessel. He said, but then you got to be willing to pour out your little. You got to be willing to give your little. And the Lord just says, and he, she didn't realize, but she was priming a pump for the supernatural demonstration that she'd never experienced before. Amen. I can't imagine. Amen. As she began to pour and it poured and it poured and it poured and it poured. I'm here to tell you, church. Amen. I believe that we are coming into a season of pouring. Amen. A season where God is pouring out his spirit like he's never done it before. Amen. And I told you the stories that I told 
told you so that you have an understanding that there's nothing impossible for God. Amen. With God, there's nothing that's impossible. It don't matter how big. It don't matter how how impossible the situation may be. God is greater than your circumstances. God is greater. Doesn't matter how insignificant it don't matter how small it is. It doesn't matter how God cares and God knows and God speaks to it. Hey Amen. It's amazing. It didn't matter how how old you are or how young you are. Hey Amen. We were just did a children's crusade. They still let, I'm 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 old, but they let me do children's crusades once in a while. And I did a children's crusade right before I left. About 500 kids there and 30 of them received the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the first time in that service. It was one of the most beautiful sights that I've seen in a long time as those children stood there with tears rolling down their face amen as God filled them with the baptism of the Holy Ghost there's no one too big there's no situation that's too strong God can do anything amen sometimes amen sometimes I gotta come to a closer but sometimes we're a lot like Moses where we have a word from God we have the anointing of God, that, that rod that he had. But God's waiting for us to obey and put it into use. Amen. When I, when, when I got thinking about what he did when he smote that rock that day, that was the prime. That was the prime. His action. You know what? I've hit a lot of rocks with a lot of sticks. And nothing's happened but a broken stick. But when it's God called. And when it's God ordained. Hey man, when we. I, I, it, this, is, this is what God just spoke into my spirit as I came into this place today. And he said, he said I was looking for something deep. Because, you know, Pastor Carter is one of my mentors. And I really wanted to impress him and do a good job. And, 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 you know, I thought, Lord, give me something deep and theological and impressive. You know, he's got a master's degree now. And I got to really up my game to impress him. And, 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 and you know what the Lord just whispered into my spirit? Simple obedience. Because, see, we're looking for lightning flashes and we're looking for great manifestations. But God spoke to me and he said, all I'm looking for, you're not the source of the lightning. You're not the source of the thunder. He said, you're the source of the prime. And if you're willing to prime, God said, I'm willing to flow. And I felt like what God spoke into my spirit as I walked into this place tonight. He said, there's some that are on the precipice of a supernatural move of God in their families, in their jobs, in, in their communities. He said, but what is lacking is simple obedience that simple obedience as that lady who said all right i'm gonna pour out 
my little bit. I, I don't see how this is going to work. I, I don't understand how it's going to work. But I do know this. Amen. That God can do anything. I'm going to pour out my little. Amen. I may be an, uh, a Moses that has an anointing, has been used of God mightily. But God's saying, I want you to smite that rock. Oh, I love it because Moses couldn't see it. Oh, I, I got to stop preaching. Yeah. Amen. Moses, let me just say this real quick. Amen. It's amazing how that progression, because they, they came to the water in Mara that was bitter, and they could see the water, and he threw the stick in, and the water became sweet. Amen. But this time, they couldn't see the water. Amen. What I felt like God spoke into my spirit. He said, we've, we, we've come to a generation that has seen the water and experienced the miracle and have tasted of the sweet waters of the supernatural demonstration of God. But we have transitioned to a new time and a new place and a new, and a new era. And God's saying, you can't see the water like you did before. You can't smell the water. You can't feel the water. But God once sent me here to St. John to tell somebody just because you can't see it, just because you can't smell it, just because you can't touch it, doesn't mean the water's not there. Amen. I'm here to tell you that what God spoke to me as I walked into this sanctuary is there is water in the rock of Mission Point. And God is desiring to loose it. And God is desiring to release it. And all he needs is a Moses that says I'm going to take my little bit and I'm going to prime the pump of the supernatural oh I'm not satisfied with a Mara blessing anymore I want to go back to the rock I want a river flowing I know it's Wednesday night, but I feel the unction of the Holy Ghost in here right now. Amen. God is wanting to minister. God is wanting to touch somebody. Hallelujah. That's it. Let's stand together. Let's raise our hands right now. Let's let the Holy Ghost begin to work right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's looking for simple obedience. God's looking for simple obedience. He's just saying, God, if I'll do it, if you will. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let me. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, somebody, somebody need to let go of that little. You know, you, you know why I feel so comfortable preaching this way in this church right now is because at the beginning of my stay in Fiji, the beginning of my stay, the Lord spoke to me and I didn't have any place. I didn't have 
I went there. Brother Carter can tell you. I went there on an intermediate missionary budget. I had no money raised for Bible school. I had no money raised for anything. I just was there to preach and teach in the Bible school. And when I got there, they said, I want you to take care of the Bible school. It was one campus, 25 students. I said, okay. Campus was not in good shape. It hadn't been finished. It had been a long time. And so I said, God, I need to, we need to start investing in our Bible school. And I said, I got no money. Now, that's why I feel very comfortable to preach this here, because your pastor got you guys in on the ground floor. Amen. Because I was mixing stuff by hand, hand mixing cement for parking lots and for flooring. And, for, and, I, and I called him one day. I felt like the Lord said, call Brother Carter. So I called him and said, Brother Carter. I said, I, I, I don't like to ask. And you know what? I'll tell you this, Brother Carter. It's the last time I had to call and ask somebody for something. I called Brother Carter and I asked him. I said, I would love to have, we need to have a, a mixer. It's funny, you know, the little things. I said, I need a mixer. And so he said, as a matter of fact, he said, I'll, we'll send you the money tomorrow. It was only like $1,500 or something like that. It wasn't an exorbitant amount of money. But we took that mixer and we began to mix and we began to build and we began to, to, to expand the Bible school and it began to grow. Amen. You know what happened? I came to the end of, I had some, a little bit of money and most of it was our personal stuff we had set aside. And, but you see, the, what happened was Brother Carter helped me prime the pump. This church has been given into your partners and missions, and you've been supporting us. Guess what? You've been helping prime that pump. And so I said, God, I'm going to put my little with that little, and we're going to try to do something here. God began to move. Amen. We came to the, I came to the end of that money. And I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm at the end of the money. And, two, and just within that week, the global mission, or not global missions, but the apostolic men's department, Brother Dean calls me and says, we've, we've just decided to give Fiji Bible College $20,000. I said, well, thank you, Jesus. Hey, Amen. COVID hit. Then COVID hit. And we, and we were struggling and trying to get everything and trying to get supplies and prices were going up with, with all that fun stuff that everybody all over the world has said, Lord. And then we had people robbing us because they had nothing. So they were coming in and stealing our building supplies. And so we had to build a wall. And building a wall is a very difficult task because nobody says how many people were got the Holy Ghost on the wall. You know, it's just a wall. And so, I, I, and so as we started building that wall, I, ran, I was told, Lord, I'm about to run out of money again. Three days later, a church, in, a church in Canada called me and said, you got any projects going on? I said, yeah. And they said, well, God told me to give you $25,000. He said, it'll be in your bank account tomorrow. We built that. We built an AIM quarters. We built an AIM quarters. We built an apartment there. We, we got everything because I have a family in there that's helping us teach in the Bible school. He said, we got to the end of there, and I, ran at, I was running out of money at the end of the wall again. And I got a call from a church in Australia that said, bro, are you guys doing anything over there? I said, yeah, I told them what we were doing. He said, good. He said, because God told me to give you $12,000, amen, to help finish your project. Amen. There was two or three other churches along the way that was given 5000 here and 5000 it was so amazing because once the pump 
was primed. Once it begun, amen, as I continued to step, God continued to flow. Every step that we took was like a pump on that pump. Or, or uh, 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 you know, taking that lever and pumping it one more time. And every time I did, it just seemed like God's spirit continued to flow. So I say that to say this. The pump for Mission Point has already been primed over and over and over and over again. What God is waiting is for some simple faith that's just going to begin to pump it like you've never pumped it before. So you can release that supernatural demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I'm here to tell you, it's not something you have to. It's not something you have to wait for till next Sunday or next week. It's something that you, if you will start tonight, God said, if you will, I will. He's looking for simple obedience. Thank you for joining us today. If you want more information, connect with us on our website at missionpoint.ca. God bless you.